Welcome to the MLM You Decide podcast, a show created to equip you with the resources to make up your own mind about the topic of MLM network marketing. We are your hosts. I'm Laura Evans. And I'm Janine Finney, and we are passionate about bringing clarity to this subject. We get it. MLM is a polarizing issue. On one hand are the insider people who believe in the business model, the possibilities it presents, and are frustrated because others just don't see it. On the other side are the outsiders, skeptical of the promises, annoyed and offended that it keeps coming up. And in the middle are the people who really have no idea. Wherever you are, if you're trying to decide if MLM network marketing is for real, and even more importantly, if it could possibly be a fit for you, you've come to the right place. Hi, today we are tackling the topic about the difference between what it means when you're an employee versus when you're an entrepreneur. And it's a different mindset if you take the mindset that many of us, I mean, we're conditioned to be employees. We go to school, we get an education, sometimes we get a vocational education. Um, then we go out into the workplace and we work and we get paid and we work and we get paid and we work and we get paid. And we do that for 40 years. That's sort of the, the what everybody's expected to do. That's the, that's the culture that we've created. And, and when you're an employee, when you're showing up to work, you're usually given directions on what it is to do. Um, but being an entrepreneur is very different than that. Um, so we just want to unpack and break down what is different and, and why there are benefits to being an entrepreneur and why even if you are an employee, why you might want to begin something on the side with your entrepreneurial skills and how that can how that can pay off for you. So to dig into this a little bit more, Janine, uh, go ahead. Let's talk about it. And and I think um, it's important to say that the reason we're talking about this is because again, I think it it all falls into the the stigma or the belief that people don't really make any money in network marketing. And I think the one of the big differences is that the expectations need to be right going into it. And most people are going into network marketing only having been an employee, only having experienced that trading time for money kind of mentality and scenario. And so network marketing is really more like being an entrepreneur. So that's why we're really talking about the differences between being an employee and being an entrepreneur. And I think the resource that speaks to this um, the best that I'm so grateful um, that my daughter, Lori, got right out of college. Um, a friend of ours uh, recommended Rich Dad, Poor Dad um, by Robert Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter. And there's a whole series of books. Um, one that's really good, I think, is The Business School for People Who Like Helping People. And there's also one called The Cash Flow Quadrant. And there's a, a game for kids um, that's the same kind of uh, theme of really teaching people about the concepts of the ways that we make money. And this fits so well into really setting someone up for success in network marketing. Because again, if we come into network marketing um, with the same expectations of what we've experienced with working, we're going to be really disappointed. So just to talk about the concept of the four quadrants and, and the ways that we earn money. 
So if you can imagine um, in your mind, since I don't have a whiteboard to, to draw this, just like a big plus on a piece of paper. And um, in, the, in the upper left-hand side is going to be an E for employee. And the lower left-hand side is going to be an S for self-employed or small business owner. And then the upper right side is going to be a B for big business owner. And the lower right-hand side is going to be an I for investor or inventor. And so what Robert Kiyosaki talks about in, in the books um, is the concept of, of the ways that we can make money. And unfortunately, what we're taught is to go to school and get a job and become an employee. We all know what that's like. Most of us have had some experience with being an employee in our lives, starting from when we're young. Um, and the challenge with being an employee <clears throat> is that we are trading time for a paycheck. A lot of people get into that employee category, not only because that's what we're taught to do, but because they want security. That's perceived to be the most secure way to earn money. Although since we're in the middle of the pandemic right now, um, I think so many people have learned that being an employee is not necessarily the, the most secure route. And yet we are not taught these things in school, which I just think is amazing because once I really started learning about it, I just feel like it's such important information for all of us to know. So as an employee, we are, um, you know, we, we agree to a certain amount of money that we're going to earn um, based on our credentials, our education, and no matter how good we are, if we excel as an employee, we're probably not going to ex exceed the amount of money that we agree to for the position that we're going to do. And so um, being an employee, while it has benefits, it also has a lot of limitations. And for people that really crave freedom and flexibility, a lot of those people fall into the S quadrant, the next one down, which is self-employed or small business owner. And these would be people like an attorney, a doctor, um, a hairstylist, uh, a massage therapist. I mean, anybody that is um, self-employed. And the challenge with being self-employed, while you have freedom and flexibility or more than you do as an employee, you still have to show up to earn a paycheck. And so you are still trading time for money. So no matter how much your, your billable hour um, payment is, you still are only, you still have to show up to make money. The challenge with that really became super evident to me when I was talking to um, a dentist uh, that, that specialized in root canals. So he was very well paid for what he did. And he was talking about the fact that when he takes a vacation, not only does he have to you know, spend all of the money for the vacation and flying his family and hotel rooms and all of the things that are involved, but he is taking off work for two weeks and stopping his income. And, and Robert Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter teach us is that we've got to figure out a way to get over into that right side of the four quadrants. We've got to figure out a way to stop trading time for money. And I think a lot of people that are in corporate America, I, I never thought about it because I was doing what I was taught to do. But the only way that we're going to be able to exit that plan is to figure out a way to create 
ongoing residual income that is going to continue going whether we show up or not. So Laura, maybe you can talk about the right-hand side. And I love what you described there too. And, and it, you're so right on. And it's absolutely true, Janine, that there's a certain amount of security that comes with employment, that you know that when you're compliant and you're showing up, that you're going to get paid a certain amount of money. And, and you know what? There are times in life where that stability is important. Uh, it does not mean in today's day and age, thankfully, with technology, we just have a lot more choices. And that's what I hope people are open-minded about, that, that the ways to be in business for yourself today can be a lot can work with your lifestyle better than ever because of technology. So um, on that right-hand side of the quadrant are um, our big businesses, like entrepreneurial businesses that are leveraging systems. Unlike a self-employed person who, as you described, is vocational and specific, a doctor, a chiropractor, a dentist, um, unlike that, where it depends on you to come in and show up, the big business is someone that is creating and leveraging a system. And entrepreneurs are typically risk takers. Um, they aren't, they're not, they're not bound by that safety and security of, of needing that stable amount of income. And I do want to say, there's no shame in doing what you have to do so that you can do what you want to do. You know, I, I am not an advocate for telling people, quit your job and do this business full time. Um, you're not hearing us say that. Um, it's important that you cover your bases and you've got money coming in to pay your rent or your mortgage or your car or your insurance. Um, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with having jobs. Janine talked about her corporate career. I had a corporate career. That is okay that you do what you have to do so that you can do what you want to do um, later on. And entrepreneurs are in a position usually to have a little bit more risk and to afford some more risk in their life. They're not earning a paycheck. Um, they have an idea. They start a business. Um, they're, they're trading their time for the expectation that they're going to get paid back. Many times, somebody that's starting a business, whether it's a restaurant or whether it's some kind of big business idea, they're making all kinds of investments with no money coming back in. Um, you know, they're, they're paying for um, land, they're paying for a building structure, they're paying for either development or creation of hours of IT and systems time. You know, they're developing a product or they're developing, uh, actually making something, making a good that they would be selling. Uh, so there, there's expenses that go into that development that they don't expect to get paid for until it actually goes out into the marketplace. So they're sinking a lot of money into it before it goes out in the marketplace. Um, so an entrepreneur there, you know, therefore is committed rather than compliant. They're committed to this idea. They're financially committed because they're investing money in something that they believe is going to pay off on the other side of it. And they're willing to do what it takes. They're willing to work long hours um, and, and know that they're not necessarily going to see that money back right now, but they know they're going to see it back sometime in the future, which is very similar to what we've talked about with network marketing that many times you are not seeing an income from the work that you're doing right now. And it's got a different rhythm. 
where you are working and and you're you're not like an employee where you work and you get paid you instead as an entrepreneur just like a big business entrepreneur you're putting time in that you're not seeing the payment for now but then you're you're hanging on to that belief kind of like gardening that we've talked about before you're planting the seeds and you're not seeing the sprouts yet but you're still watering them and you're still pulling the weeds because you believe it's going to happen you know that you did the work of planting the seeds and you're married to the action not the outcome because you can't control the outcome and it's very much like that with someone that's starting a business you know in rich dad uh poor dad um he teaches that uh they teach that that we need to get on the other side of the four quadrants. And for most people, that network marketing is the way for them to be able to leverage that system. Um, and, and one of the things I wanna point out too is you've got the B for big business and you've got the I for investor. Well, let's talk about what an investor is for a second. Um, in order to be an investor, you have to have money. So, you know, not a lot of us have extra money laying around. And I'm talking about the money that you would invest is beyond covering like your six months emergency fund. You know, um, everybody should have some kind of a six month or a seven month uh, or a year emergency fund that if something catastrophic happens, they've got a little bit of money to cover their bases so that they've got money to cover their home, their car, their insurance. Um, so investors are investing beyond that. They've covered their base and they've got money beyond that. But we all know it's no shock that putting money in the bank is not going to help make you a lot of money. And the stock market is risky. I mean, we've never seen that more volatile than we have during the pandemic. And you don't ever know what can come around the corner or what can happen. So the stock market is absolutely risky. But let's just talk about how much money would you have to have over and above your safety amount to make an investment to make a difference? Well, let's just go to if you wanted to earn uh, an extra $500 a month, and if 5% was the interest on the savings account that you put the money in, which most of the time it's not 5% these days, but let's just say best case scenario, it's 5% in that savings account, then you would have to have over $144,000 invested just to earn $500. Um, and if you wanted to earn $1,000, you'd have to have over $240,000 invested. If you wanted to earn um, something like $5,000, you'd have to have over a million dollars. To earn $10,000, you'd have to have over, over $2.4 million. And we're not even talking about monthly earnings. We're talking about just your, you know, compounding interest, what you would earn. So for a lot of people, investment is it's, it's just too far off in the distance. People don't feel that that's achievable or approachable for them. Um, so that's where we come back to big business. What if you could get into big business without having to have big business dollars? What if you became part of something where you were part of an idea and the company was handling the product development, the shipping of the product, um, the infrastructure, and instead, you were paid for the advertising and the distributing of that product. Well, that's network marketing. That's what we're talking about. Um, in some cases today, you see uh, affiliate offers or you can do affiliate offers. And there, there's nothing wrong with those. But the problem is you're just getting paid one time on one transaction. You're not leveraging a system. And what a big business 
opportunity, which is like a network marketing opportunity offers you, is that system to be able to, um, for you to be able to create something that is generating sales and cash flow, even when you are not personally showing up at a location or showing up on a call, things are still happening. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I think, I think it's so important for us to educate ourselves about this. I mean, you know, again, this isn't what we're taught. This isn't what is respected in our society. We're, it's more respected to um, even buy a franchise. That's something that people know and understand. And yet people, you know, mortgage their homes for a franchise. And, you know, then they can, they can lose all of their money because, you know, it, it doesn't work. Um, so it's just really important. I think, you know, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad books, all of them, are really great books to start to educate ourselves about the importance of creating some other kind of income that is not about trading time for money. And I think the more as a society we educate ourselves about this, the less um, the less skeptical people would be about network marketing because it's a brilliant solution. I mean, it's it's something that the average person, anyone really that the cost factor is not going to limit someone from getting into it. So, but it's important to, to set up the right expectations because if we go in with the expectations that it's going to be just like trading time for money, work two weeks, get a paycheck, we're going to be terribly disappointed. That's right. And as we've talked about before, it has a low cost way to get started versus a franchise. Um, and really the only cost is your consistency. And that doesn't have to mean an eight hour day. It doesn't even have to mean a four hour day, but it does mean daily and something consistent. And uh, um, so I, I agree with you. I'm glad that we're talking about this and I totally agree. I love that series. Um, I love listening to it. And they've got a, a game, even a board game, cash flow quadrant that's kind of like a monopoly sort of version, but helps you understand money that can be really fun to play with your family and with your kids too, so that you can teach your kids some principles about money that are just not taught in school, in most schools. It's an amazing game. Have you, you sound like you played it. Yes. Yeah, my grandsons love that game and are, I mean, it is amazing what happens with kids when you expose them to these kinds of things. I mean, they really now want to know about real estate investments and, and the cost of things. So I love it. I love that you play that game as well. Yes, very good. Well, thanks for bringing this topic to the forefront and covering it in your book as well, Janine. And uh, uh, I, I believe this will be help to everybody. Yay, thank you. so much for taking the time to be with us. We hope you've gained some clarity from today's show. If you did, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Because when you share it and drop a review, it helps other people find us and helps us get this message out. Please join us each week to hear from people who are in the trenches and have their own personal experience with this business. And if you'd like to learn more about this topic, subscribe to our show and visit our website. We'd also like to recommend two books co-authored by Janine Finney and her daughter, Lori Murhead, The Flip-Flop CEO and Does the Shoe Fit, The Guide to Help You Decide. We invite you to join our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn communities as well. 
Be sure to tune in to our next episode because making a decision with only half the information could be the most expensive mistake you can make.